You're listening to the Liverpool Comedy Quantum, the only EU-ratified comedy podcast in the city with me, your host, Jay Burnley. And at a time where Liam Fox found himself in a bit of a hole, a bit of Gaddafi was found in a foxhole, look at a man who was part of a party that the country despised, made decisions with no true mandate for their policies, deceived people across the globe and gained from dubious friendships, and was deluded to the point where they believed that they were being vindictively... You get where this is going. The Liverpool Comedy Quota, where it's a mere coincidence that our best friend is in the studio, but please take a business card. In this week's show, the quota brings you 50% local comedian and rally car enthusiast, Tony Simpson, and 50% local comedian and rally chopper enthusiast, Jamie Sutherland, providing you with 100% locally sourced produce. Tony Simpson is performing a double header on Monday the 24th of October with Sam Avery. Uh, two hours of comedy for a fiver, what more could you ask for? Uh, Tom asks the question of whether we should grow up, um, and we say no. So, uh, I'm on, on the phone uh, for the Comedy Bunker, the Comedy Quota, uh, is Tony Simpson. Thanks for coming on the show. No problem, mate. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Ah, <laughs> cheers. Um, you, you're, doing this, you're doing the Southport Festival. Um, you've got a show up there. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, your background, and uh, about the show. <laughs> Sell yourself. Put me on the spot. Sell myself. <laughs> I didn't realise I told you Alan Sugar. Um, <laughs> I'm doing. Uh, my name's Tony Simpson. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm doing a one-man show. It's my first one-man show. Uh, I've never done one before. I've kind of helped a couple of the guys who you probably had on. I've worked like uh, Brem Riley with his, and yeah. uh, I've done a little bit with, with, with Sam Avery with oh, yeah, his yeah. as well. Uh, and, and kind of everybody said to me, you need to pull your finger out and do one yourself. And um, that's kind of what happened. Um, it was the fact that everybody told me I probably should be doing one by now. And, um, <laughs> How long have you been in the game then? It will be, I should work out roughly, it'll be five years this coming January. Right. Little anniversary party or? Uh, we'll probably have a cake. <laughs> I, never need, I never normally need an excuse to have a cake, but let's have a cake anyway. <laughs> So sort of sort of the celebration of the of the five year anniversary is doing this what this one hour show. I suppose I, I suppose it was really. I think it, I think as anybody who does stand up and wants to continue to do stand up, there's kind of things you have to do yeah. and tick boxes as you go. And I think doing a one man show is, is is kind of one of those boxes you need to tick because a it's it's a hell of a long time to be up there, uh, you know, mm. for an hour and try and hold the room. Um, it's very different to just doing straight stand up, which in many ways it's it's kind of you know, it's very, it's obviously the pace has to be a lot quicker and it does allow you probably to be slightly more whimsical than you would be if you were doing a tight 20 somewhere. Yeah. How big, is it, how big of a jump is it from that 20 to, to an hour? Is it just sort of a lot more writing or...? Do you know, do you know what? I think, it's, I think it's huge. I think it's a massive, massive jump because I think when you first start doing stand-up, I think obviously you go and do five minutes for people and then you progress to doing ten and then... You know, most people will have really, really, really good tens uh, after a while. And then that jump from kind of that 10 to 15 or 15 to 20 is so big. Yeah. And it catches quite a few people out. You, you know, I think we've all been guilty of it. When you first start doing your 15s and your 20s, mm-hmm. what you've got is probably a really, really strong 10 and you're just padding out for five. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, it's all very well and good when you're padding for five, but blimey, you're not going to do it for an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's been... Um, I, I've, I've really, really kind of researched stuff. And, mm. um, you know, I, I guess the, 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 the idea is, is to be absolutely side-splitting me funny all the way through. Um, mm. But I know that's not going to happen. Hold me hand up here and now. Um <laughs> But I'm at least going to try and be interesting. You know, a lot of the stuff that I've found out about uh, the theme of my show is, yeah. is, is, is being 
Cheeky. It's called Tony Simpson Cheeky. Mm. Uh, and it touches upon Cheeky and also about mischief. I'm massively, I love mischief. Yeah. And um, it kind of, I'm, I'm talking about that and why, why we do that, why we need to be cheeky and, and, and why, in fact, it's actually a defense mechanism. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it talks about when we're first cheeky and, and I talk about you know, the first peop- people that normally you're cheeky to is your parents because yeah. they're the first people who kind of impose rules and regulations on your life and that you know it's kind of a minor rebellion to kind of say something under your breath or whatever and it kind of <laughs> it, it, it goes on from there and then obviously you encounter teachers and then probably as you get a little bit older you will in- encounter the police obviously not too often uh, that would be good but it's, it's all these kind of benchmarks in life where you get to and you still invariably react the same way as what you did when you were four years old mm. So that's 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 kind of what I've I've gone with, and and there's a few there's a few other things as well. There was a few very very dodgy early reviews I had, um, <laughs> which which used the word cheeky quite a lot. And yeah. uh, I had one one gig I did do when I first started. I did what we probably call a mainstream gig now. It was kind of one of these charity type nights in yeah. in, a, in a social type club, and and the, the compere came to me and he said, uh, "Right, Tony, I've not seen any of this." Uh, alternative comedy lark. <laughs> Which you know, as soon as you hear that, you're, oh, this is going to be a plane crash. Um, and he says, tell me a little bit about yourself. And he said, you're not filthy, are you? I said, well, no, no, but, you know, I will talk about stuff. I suppose it could be a little bit cheeky. And, and that was, my, to be fair, it was me that said that. And he went, hey, I like it. And he just walked <laughs> off, and I didn't think anything more of it. And when I got introduced on, he went, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Cheeky Tony Simpson. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I did mention it to some of the lads, and of course, for, for months afterwards, it kind of stuck with me a little bit, and then I forgot about it, and then when I was looking for a theme of a show, it kind of came back up in conversation. You could, you could, you could go to Blackpool on that, you know. I know. Cheeky Tony Simpson. Yeah, I, I can just, you know, not maybe top of the tower, probably just behind one of the legs of the tower, just <laughs> on my own, probably. Near, near a candy floss and rock shop. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's, that's how it all came about, really. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a bit almost rebellious of the times that we're in now, you know. It's, all, it's a, that a kind of fight against authority. Is there any, any stuff in about that? Or, cause um, it, I'm not that serious. No, not, um, not, not the political edge, but it's sort of like, you know, I, standing I, up to I, your I'll parents. Probably, I'll, I'll probably will mention the riots. Yeah. Uh, or early Christmas shopping, whatever you prefer. <laughs> um, I will probably make reference to that. Uh, not too much. Um, in the in the blurb as well, it it talks about you growing up. Or, you know, sh- should you grow up as well? Is, is, do you do you still find yourself a bit of a kid? Oh, massively, <laughs> massively. I'm terrible. Um, I just love practical jokes, and, and you know, probably annoying to most people. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a very boy thing as well. I think uh, you know, I was talking to somebody about this last night. I was talking to a girl about this last night. Yeah, yeah. I do talk to girls. <laughs> Listen to me. Um, <laughs> And I was saying, I think mischief is very much a boy thing. Yeah. I don't think girls do mischief. You know, I, I, I regaled the story last night. I was so honest. I'll give you an example. I remember um, we all used to go around to a lad's flat. It was the first lad in the gang that had a flat and everything else. Yeah. And for some reason, he had a steering wheel uh, <laughs> off a car. And back way back when, they weren't like soft steering wheels. They were like hard metal steering wheels. Mm. And we thought it would be funny to put it above the door, so when he opened the door, <laughs> it hit him on the head. And it did, and it knocked him out cold. He thought that was brilliant. And my, my, what the point I was trying to make to it was, I went, I just can't imagine a gang of girls sat there looking at a steering wheel going, I know what we'll do. <laughs> it just doesn't happen like that. Ever, ever since Carrie, uh, with, 
<laughs> they've never really sort of gone for those kind of practical jokes anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, I think it's very much a boy thing. And, and I, I like the fact that the lads that are listening to this or, uh, this show will be going, oh, that's hilarious. And, uh, and the women, or the woman uh, who's listening to the show will be going, what idiots. That's childish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I think... Like, I was in an office the other day, and the, one of the one of the funniest things, and I, I genuinely brought tears to my eyes. And I know it doesn't do much for me telling the story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> um, office chairs, I find brilliant. Yeah. Especially when somebody leaves theirs unattended. <laughs> and when what you do when they kind of go wherever they're going, by the time they come back, you've lowered it. <laughs> so when they come in, they sit down there, and then they drop down a great level. <laughs> and it's just one of the funniest things I think I've seen in an office. It's brilliant. Uh, again, there's probably people looking at the radios now just wondering who you got on here, um, <laughs> whether you're getting some kind of grant or something for having me on. Um, but, you know, uh, I just I just love messing about. Um, and... Um, I think I've, you know, it's it's always one of those things that you're always told to grow up, aren't you? You know, yeah. I think I don't think I probably ever will. And I think the things that I do in my life, probably, is, and stand up being the main one, yeah. kind of allows you to to have that extended childhood, perhaps. Yeah, well, good, good for you, good for yeah, you. In, in in a bit of a change of gear. See, oh, this I see is what a, you did there. See, see what, see what I, I did, what did there. there. One of them that was slick. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things that you have grown up uh, for is uh, you're you're a bit of a rally enthusiast, aren't you? God, how my worlds are colliding here. Um, <laughs> normally, I'd, do, I'd, do, I'd get talked, you know, I talk to people about, about that and I talk to people about that. They're very separate. Yeah. To combine them together feels slightly weird. It's um, sort of how you met Bren, isn't it? Brendan Rally's well, running the festival. Yeah, Bren, Bren's a good mate of mine. And, and, and basically, my background was I, I, I competed at British Championship level and national level in rallying. And uh, I, I love rallying, and it's still a huge part of my life. I compete in the British Rally Championship again this year, yeah. um, which is quite weird because sometimes I'll do gigs the night before a rally and go straight to a rally, and it's just very surreal to get to a rally <laughs> and think I was on stage before. Um, you know, uh, and that can be a little bit weird. But I got to know Bren uh, and Sam Avery as well. Uh, yeah. I have to say, um, through I did the, the, the stand-up course for Liverpool Comedy Trust, yeah. and. Um, when I went there, it was it was during a year where I wasn't rallying. Uh, mm. I, I basically didn't have any kind of deal uh, mm. to drive anybody's cars that year, and we didn't have, certainly have any kind of budget to buy one ourselves. So yeah. it was kind of a year off, and I wanted to go and do something um, probably different away from everything else I'd done previously. And, and stand up, and, and I have have had a long a long relationship, but I purely sat on the sidelines. And I used to write stuff when I was a kid, and funnily enough. Only about six months ago, I found loads of stuff that I wrote when I was a kid. Mm. Um, it was crap. Um, <laughs> to be said. Some people will say I'm still writing crap. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was crap. But it, it, it reminded me, yeah, I, I did want to do stand-up, but mm. it was kind of an embarrassing thing. And I never showed anybody anything that I wrote. Uh, yeah. And it was just in the bottom of a cupboard that I was cleaning out my mum's. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I went to do the stand-up course. And Bren... Many people know Brown know this. Brown used to race motorbikes, so as soon as we got talking, it was kind of comedy went out the window, and it was all kind of motorsport. Well, you do that, or you know him, it's, you know, and it, it kind of yeah. went from there. And then, oh, hang on a minute, we're meant to be doing comedy here. Um, <laughs> and our kind of common ground probably was motorsport first mm. and foremost. And then it just so happened that he happened to be a very, very, very talented comedian who could also give me a great deal of advice. And yeah. uh, and the same for for Sam as well. You know, both of those guys were were. were we're running the course, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really pleased to say this. Both of them are really, 
now and it helps when you've got people like that who, who are very very talented and also very approachable um, because you know sometimes not all all comics of, of a what you deem to be a higher level are approachable. You know, it's, it yeah. can be a little bit elitist sometimes. It has to be said. Well, you, you're doing your show is actually it's a double header, isn't it? It's like um, two hours for five pounds, which is incredible value for money. It is, yeah. Uh, and I think we need to point out here that I'm not doing two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you and Sam, isn't it? That's it what is. I'm going to say. It's, uh, Sam's doing his um, rock and doll. Rock and uh, doll, which uh, is a really, really uh, interesting story. It has to be said. Mm. Uh, I'm probably a little bit biased because obviously. I, I kind of sat with him before he, he first did it the other last year, Liverpool Comedy Festival, yeah. and um, you know I listened to it then and I was fascinated by it then. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't watch it last year because I was gigging. So no, I watched uh, it for you. I, Don't I, worry, I it was brilliant last year. But <laughs> I went to uh, he actually did Manchester Comedy Festival the other night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was great to watch. It was great to be a punter and, and, and kind of watch it and. and uh, Fortunately for Sam, you got uh, Steve Bennett was in as well from Short. Short quite yeah. a good review, which we all know. Uh, Steve Bennett review is, uh, can be quite valuable to us as yeah. stand-ups. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's it's just an interesting story, but it's also funny. And Sam's so likable to watch anyway. Yeah, you, you are kind of drawn into the story, even if you're not particularly into the concept of, of, of rock and roll and the fact he was in a thrash metal band. Which <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I find, you know, I know Sam really well now. I still find it quite bizarre he was anyway. Yeah, when I first heard him speaking about it, when I, sh- I saw the show last year, and it was sort of like, yeah, Tilbury, with more motorhead and iced tea, and you're just going, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just, you know, it genuinely, he has a look of a supply teacher. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I say that because he's been mate, but, um, you know, you just couldn't imagine him uh, out there, kind of on stage, you know, kind of with, with the with, with the long hair, kind of moshing. Yeah. Is it called moshing? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm sounding like I know what I'm talking. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> so Sam's show is 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 is, is really really interesting. Mm. Um, whereas mine's just me um, playing about. Really, I think probably <laughs> the best way uh, and sharing stories of. Of, of my mischief and uh, light and shade, I think I'll, I'll call it light and shade. I like that. Yeah, yeah I'm having that. <laughs> I'm having that. Um, I, I can have I can have quotes on posters now. Yeah, light and shade. Can I have that, <laughs> so um, so yeah, you know, mine goes from just playing about to to a genuine story, you know, mm. which is which is Sam's story, which is as I say, it, is, it, it, it stands up just to to listen to without it being funny, but luckily uh, for Sam, it's also very funny to listen to as well. So, so one last plug for your show then, your bit of the show. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's cheeky, and yes. it's on the Fox and Goose on... Fox and Goose, 24th of October, this coming Monday. Yep. Um, I think we'll start at 8.30, so I think doors open at 8. Uh, venue's lovely. It hosts uh, comedy nights every month anyway. I know yeah. uh, Bren hosts nights there every month anyway. And the owners are, are lovely, and they're, they're, they're very, very into the comedy, which also, you know, is a massive help when you go to play a venue. I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's where we are. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. We have a lot of family in as well, which is going to be really weird because I do talk about my family, and <laughs> most of my family have not seen me do stand up before. Fantastic. So <laughs> it's going to be, it's 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 either going to be an absolute walk in the park, or it's going to turn into. Quite an agitated version of Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> just just before Christmas, that's what you need. Absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> when the Christmas party uh, so, yeah, so we're there on the twenty fourth. It would be lovely uh, to see you 
Uh, if you could come down and watch it, people listening, um, please come over and say hello. That'd be nice. Uh, I've got a lot of friends. <laughs> Maybe we could befriend each other on Facebook, do that type of thing. Who knows? But uh, this is turning way, into grooming now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there <laughs> uh, but yeah please if you could come down it would be lovely to see you fantastic thanks a lot Tony no worries at all mate cheers bye bye that's Tony there once again performing on Monday the 24th of October doubleheader with Sam Avery at the Fox and Goose uh, on Cable Street in, South, in Southport just near the pier uh, make sure you get along there it's amazing value um, two hours <clears throat> two hours a show um, one hour for Sam Avery one hour from Tony Simpson five pounds can't ask for more than that uh, you can call um, 0151 1919. Uh, or visit Jimmy Sutherland is also appearing at the Southport Festival in another two-hander. Uh, he's on with Steve Shanyansky, um, a great comic who's, who you might have seen on um, Comedy Rocks with Jason Manford. Uh, but Jamie's just as good in his own right uh, and uh, is an amazing gagsmith um, who's doing lots of work across the country. Um, but you'll be able to catch him uh, for an hour uh, on Tuesday the 25th of October. And here's what he had to say about his show. Uh, joining me on the phone is Jamie Sutherland. Uh, he's going to be appearing at the Southport Festival with his own uh, show, another another two-hander um, with Steve Shenyansky, I believe. Yeah, it is, Steve, uh, yeah. Quality, yeah. Great, uh, love, Steve. Um, but for people, people who've uh, never seen your show before, um, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and what the show's about, really. Uh, well, my show, there's no theme to my show. Some acts go out there and they have like a specific theme and they talk maybe about that one subject for an hour, mm. whereas mine is just live comedy for an hour yeah so it's it's everything down so if you see me say for example at raw ride or baby blue and you see me do 20 minutes yeah as a support act it's basically stand-up comedy for an hour is, is it harder to do it like that with where we just having to tell joke 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 rather than having a, a theme and the sort of a um do you have to come up with more material really um you do well you just it's just different subjects that you're coming up with. So it's yeah. not, I don't find it that difficult. Um, I'd find it more difficult to do one theme, mm. for example. So I prefer just to do a random array of subjects, maybe eight, nine subjects, and yeah. just touch everyone's buttons in that way, really. And work around those themes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, that's the way I like to do it. So, so, so how, did, how did you get into uh, comedy then? By accident, really. You know, like a lot of people, um, you don't set out to be a comedian. Yeah. And I used to just run a football team all right. in Wigan. And what it was, we used to do fundraisers all the time. Yeah. And because I looked after the money, I'd never pay for a compare. <laughs> so I said, I'll do that, I'll yeah. do that. And all you have to do is give me give me, the, give me some ale, you know. And <laughs> go, all right, yeah, so, so you just do the raffle. And I go, yeah, that's fine. And then from there on, some, some other people will come and say, well, will you do our function? Yeah. I think, well, I've never done it sober. <laughs> you know, so if you give me some drinks, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> and then it just sort of went from there, really. And as I was doing it for more and more different people and places, you realise, no, hang on, I can't, I can't drink when I do it. I need to be a bit more prepared. Mm. And then you just start making little notes, and then one thing just led to another. And then before long, you find yourself at an open mic night at a comedy venue where nobody knows you, and then you realise you're not funny. <laughs> Because it was just your mates laughing in the past because you were just telling stories about them and that's when reality hits. You think, right, I do need to have yeah. some proper jokes now. <laughs> so it just sort of built up from, it was a big sort of learning process over the last seven years, but it's been great. Yeah, do you remember your first gig? The way you, where you went, right, I'm, I'm a comedian now, rather than a compere? Yeah, it was horrible. 
<laughs> it was. I had it all planned out. I knew for days and days what exactly what I was going to say, and it was in a restaurant in Ashton and Makerfield, and it was owned by a mate of mine. He said, come along. He says, it's a bit of a cabaret night. You can have 15 minutes after the meal before the singer comes on. Mm. And I thought, oh, this is great. You know, this is going to be, this is going to be brilliant. And my brother was with me. There's loads of like, friends and family there. And my brother was there. My brother's an identical twin. All right. And about two minutes before I started, he just went, hey, I'm just going outside for a bit. <laughs> and I went, you're not, you're not staying. You're not going to watch. And he just went, I've seen what you're going to say, he says, and I don't want people in 15 minutes thinking I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> so he walked out, and he was right as well. Oh, I stunk the place out. <laughs> brotherly, little, brotherly, brotherly love there. Uh, oh, God, it was awful. But I think the thing is, when it's been that bad, if you go somewhere, at, when you're starting, if you just turn up somewhere and you just get a couple of laughs, you think... Well, that wasn't as bad as that one. Yeah. And then that's how, that's how you end up just keeping going, really. So. And yeah. then now you're, you're doing a show in, in Southport, and you're, and you're doing really well, aren't you? Doing the Southport Festival. Uh, look forward to that. Used to work in Southport many years ago. And, you know, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great little place to go and do, because they've got a couple of gigs there. So it's always, you know, you get what you call the expats from Liverpool. It's just yeah. that spillover, really, isn't it? They get the humour, they get, they get what you're on about, yeah. they relate to you. Well, that's the last time I saw you. I actually got to see you at Rawhide. I think you're on with, uh, not Rawhide, sorry, uh, at the Laughter House. I think you're on with Andy Askins and Tom Stade. Um, oh, right, yeah. So you're, you're on quite recently. And um, I, I was just starting at the back and just thinking, you know, your style is sort of like, a, it's almost like a throwback um, to the old sort of comedians where it's sort of, sort of it's more joke based rather than have you ever noticed that kind of stuff and, and I was just wondering what your influences were and sort of um, sort of, but it, it's more a more modern version of it um, if, you, if you see what I mean is, no, is that, wait, that's, that's not something that's not been said before yeah. and I think you just sort of go with how you feel comfortable mm. and when I was sort of growing up it was all like the comedians mm. show was on the TV. Showing your age there. <laughs> yeah, but it was all those, you know, and you look round, like, you know, little, the old school comics, and they were great. You know, I yeah. always say, when people, you know, when we used to, the art of telling a joke, I think, has gone. Yeah. In that, we used to go to the pub on a Sunday afternoon, and people would stand there, and there'd always be someone, usually like a family member, like my dad or my uncle or something yeah. like that, and they'd hold court. Yeah. And they'd tell jokes, and you'd be waiting for your turn mm. to tell a joke. But you're thinking, it better be good, because they've just told some crackers. Yeah. And now, of course, people just get the phone out. And, uh, yeah. And they'll read that. I was just going to say, it's sort of like your style. It's sort of like it's, it feels like there's a hole that you know there's a gap in the market where there, where there isn't that kind of that style of comedy anymore. And it was a bit refreshing to see you sort of do that kind of stuff uh, yeah, and just get laugh after laugh after laugh. And uh, I, I was I was really impressed. <laughs> I like it, you know, and as like my influence sort of going up. Where all the old school comics and there's there's loads still in Liverpool, you know. And mm. You see, you see, like, like some Mickey Finn. Yeah. Mickey Finn a couple of months ago. And you know what? I've heard them jokes off Mickey for year after year after year. And I still laughed. <laughs> I still laughed because I like the way he is. And as I say, it's a more modern version of that. 
I like to go out in a suit mm. when I'm working. You know, I know some of the other guys. It's what I always think. It's just whatever you feel comfortable in. Yeah. Then that's that's entirely that's that's what suits your personality. Mm. You know, I like the modern comics. Yeah. Lee Mack. That's the last comic I paid to see professionally. Oh, Lee Mack's amazing. I, I was yeah. I was never I was never 100 sold on him, and then I saw his show on TV, and it was amazing. I just Brilliant. Uh, again another another comedian who's sort of going back to those days of sort of not well sort of cabaret almost. Well, he, was, he was a blue coat. Yeah. And you can see that now, can't you? But he was on the Philharmonic, and it's, it was absolutely great. You know, there's there's nothing there's nothing that you have to think about. Mm. You know, you're not talking of any sort of political situation. Mm. It's just a subject. It's just a joke, and you move on to the next one. Do you, do you still weave sort of? Do you keep abreast of what's going on in the news and do topical stuff? Or yeah, and... yeah. So yeah. It... I mean, the biggest thing recently, like news stuff. I don't go too deep with it. Just stuff that sort of strikes me in the paper. Yeah. I think, oh, that's funny. I can relate to that. And there's a subject last week, and my little lad, he's got ginger there. So you'd always sort of fight in this corner because people always make comments and mm. stuff. And then there was a, a news article, and it was about the, the biggest sperm bank in the world <laughs> no longer accepting donations... I remember reading about this. ...from people with the ginger gene. Mm. And I thought, I can't believe that, right? And you're thinking, how, well, I didn't even know people could tick boxes mm. to say what they wanted. But you're thinking, there's people who are that desperate for kids. Yeah. But when it gets down and they go, oh, well, if it means having a ginger, we'd rather not bother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a bit a bit of a weird story that uh, was, was that was in that was in was it Denmark or Norway or something like that? That's, the, that's where they are. They're based in Denmark, but that's the world's biggest. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so, a little bit bizarre. Like that in the news, tickle mm. me, you know. So I throw a bit of that in, but I just like telling I like telling jokes, and that's what I'll be doing on uh, Tuesday night over that's, in Leo's. That Leo's bar in Southport. Uh, yeah. It's it's just near the pier, isn't it? It is. Uh, on Tuesday, the twenty-fifth of October, uh, double header with uh, it's it's two for five pounds. You get two hours with a comedy. You're doing an hour, and Steve's doing an hour, isn't it? Steve's doing an hour as well. Are you going to be? Do you do? Do you like doing these festivals? Do you do a lot of them around the country? Or did the Liverpool Festival uh, two weeks ago? We did the Sheffield Festival, mm. and it's always a good night because you can take your time as an act. Mm. You know the the pressures. The pressure's still there to be funny. Yeah. But you know you go out. Um, to a comedy club at a weekend, say for example, I'll be out tonight, and there'll be hen dudes, there'll be stag dudes, there'll be big groups, there'll be this, and you, you'll be on for 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And it really does have to be relentless. You know, you, yeah. if these people are drunk after 10 pints, they're waiting for an opportunity to jump in, yeah. and you're just going on like a machine gun, your guard's <laughs> up, and you, you go to a festival, people have gone, right, we're going to go and watch that show, mm. and we're going to go and watch for an hour, and they just sit there and they enjoy it because they've made a decision to go and watch you as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. That's what I've, I've visited Edinburgh a couple of times, and that's what I like about the Edinburgh thing is that you don't tend to see people jumping on comedians. They sort of, even if they even if they're bad, they sort of let them have the say. So yeah, it, it is it is a nicer feel when you've got a festival kind of and feel I, to it. Yeah, and as an act, you know that you've got you know that the crowd are there because they wanted to be there. It's not someone's birthday, so they've all been hoodwinked. <laughs> So you just go and you think, right, okay, so we're all just going to have fun, you know, for an, for an hour. And everyone's sort of got that trust factor. Mm. And, and, you, and it, it is good just to go, right, I can have a breather here, I can relax and have a bit of fun, have a bit of a chat to the crowd. And, and it is, I, I, I do like the festivals. And obviously I've never done the Southport Festival before. Mm. Um, it's only because, like, Bren Marley has got involved this year. Yeah. 
So I thought, right, okay, and, and he's sort of got it by the arms there, and he's put a couple of these double handers on. Yeah. Which I think is a great idea. It sort of sets the sets the bar for the future, really. You know, you're yeah. expecting people to come out and take it. What's the risk? Two, yeah. Two guys for a fiver. Do you, do you find that's a bit weird, that, that uh, sometimes um, going you, when you go to comedy um, comedy venues, sometimes some of the people are going, oh, I've not seen him on TV, or I've not seen that, so uh, they, they don't, they're not willing to take a punt sometimes on going watching live comedy. There is that. There, there definitely is that. I mean, that happened at the, the Sheffield Festival. You know, all the guys who just had a little bit of TV exposure, mm. they were selling out straight away yeah. and times are a little bit more where people go well should I take a chance you know if it's six to ten pounds and I'm only getting one show mm. but I'd rather go see someone who I've definitely heard of mm. whereas I think with this plan for the Southport Festival you think well two shows it's for a, a fiver. fiver yeah all the acts that Brent's put on are great you know mm. he's seen we've all done the squirrels in form. We've all done the other venues and stuff, but we've all done raw ride. Yeah. So although not, there's not much TV exposure, you can go right. Okay, where are those guys playing? Mm. Quick, you know, everyone can look at everyone on the internet, can't they? Yeah. And you go, okay, I'm getting professional acts here, and I'm getting two for a cheap price. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a great idea. Turn out. Uh, Brent, Brent's done a fantastic job for the whole festival, and um, it's, it's, I, I think it's going to be amazing. Anyway, it's, it's start, it started already, but um, obviously you're on, on on Tuesday. Do you want to do another quick plug for the show? Yeah, Tuesday night. It's a uh, couple long, 7, 7.30 for 8 o'clock, and me, Steve Shanyaski, who, who was on uh, ITV Comedy Rocks with Jason Manford, so you can Google that. Yep. He's, he's worth the admission price alone, so you can get me for free. <laughs> that way. We, we haven't decided who's going on first or who's second yet. We'll just see... What the crowd look like. If they look tough, Steve can go off there. Uh, <laughs> One up. Do come along. It will be good. And the thing is with me and Steve, neither of us are offensive. It's good. It's family friendly for, for both of us. I think that's why we're being paired together. You know, I don't mean kids, but you can, if you're over 18, <laughs> bring your mum, bring your auntie, and there's something in there for everyone from both of us. Fantastic. Jamie, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Cheers. So it's Jamie Sutherland there, uh, fantastic guy. Um, make sure you try and catch him uh, if you like your, if you like your comedy with a bit of an old school edge to it. Um, it's absolutely amazing, gag after gag after gag. But that's it for another week. Um, don't forget to get yourself down or up to, depending on which way you're looking at the map, uh, to the Southport Comedy Festival. Uh, you can find it uh, on the website is www.southportcomedyfestivalallwomen.com. Uh, and um, yeah, there's loads of stuff on there. We've already talked to Tony Simpson. We spoke to Sam Avery a few weeks ago. Uh, Jamie Sutherland, Steve Janjanski, they're on a Tuesday the 25th at Leo's Bar. Wednesday the 26th of October, the Fox and Goose Comedy Club with Keen McDonald, uh, McDonald. I will get his name right one of these days. Paul Tonkinson and Brendan and the host Brendan Riley. Uh, Sam Rickens also on on Wednesday at Southport Theatre. Thursday the 27th, it's the uh, final of the Southport Comedy Festival New Comedian of the Year. Uh, Andy Parsons will also be on. Um, the the, the uh, new comedians on at the Fox and Goose, Andy Parsons on at the Southport Floral Hall. Uh, Friday, um, it's another two-hander with Chris Stokes and Jolly Boat, rising musical stars there from Liverpool. Um, 20, 29th of October on the Saturday, Steve Roll's White Roll Comedy Show, family comedy show. Uh, Steve Roll, you might have seen him on Phoenix Nights. Um, he's an all-round entertainer, comedian, actor, and formerly Mad Edgar at Camelot Theme Park. 
uh, bringing an amazing um, <laughs> show. Um, juggling. It's, it's like cabaret, but with one, a one-man cabaret. Um, and Steve also performs in comedy troupe uh, Slaughterhouse Live, uh, who I've seen f- several times. They're an amazing, amazing uh, character cabaret team. Steve Royal is on at the Premier Bowl and Laser uh, at Southport. Uh, it's £20 for a family ticket, which is amazing value. Two parents and a maximum of three children. Uh, this one's on at 2 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, so this one's for the family. Uh, you get an adult ticket for £10 or a child ticket for £5, who's under 14. Uh, and the slaughterhouse is on later that day, 8 p.m. at the Southport Pier. Um, so you meet at the pier at 7, and then you think you get taken down in the tram or something like that. Uh, but you get taken, yeah. You meet at the pier and go down to the end of the pier to watch that. Make sure you watch that one. Uh, and that's it, really. Um, make sure you get down and watch all that comedy that's there. There's stuff in Liverpool as well, if you can. Watch that. Um, and that's it for this, this week. Uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, next week, we will have uh, local comedian Liam Bolton. Rising Star, uh, and we'll also have an interview with Tom Davis, who you might have seen on the Morgana show. He's also been on um, Lee Francis's Bo uh, Selector. He'll be doing his own show on E4 called The Warm Up Guy, uh, which we're looking forward to seeing here at the Comedy Quota. And uh, so join us next week. Uh, thanks for listening. The Liverpool Comedy Quota. Everybody has a price. <laughs>